1: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Dave Smith.
0: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Thursday, April 7th, and we're bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest.
2: On this vote, the A's are 53, the nays are 47, and this nomination is confirmed.
1: The Senate has confirmed Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson in a bipartisan vote. Lots of history being made here. Once retiring Associate Justice Stephen Breyer steps down this summer, Jackson will be the 116th justice and the first black woman on the Supreme Court in its 233-year history. Jackson is also the first former public defender to be elevated to the top court in the country. The U.N. General Assembly, all 193 countries in the organization, has voted to suspend Russia from the U.N.'s Human Rights Council. The U.S. led the effort, which accuses Moscow of gross and systematic violations and abuses of human rights in Ukraine. The move required a two-thirds vote. Only 24 countries voted with Russia. According to the AP, Russia is the first permanent member of the U.N. Security Council to have its membership revoked from any U.N. body.
0: The Biden administration says it has disarmed a Russian botnet, which is a network of hacked computers, before it could launch attacks, possibly in the U.S. In a very movie-like operation, U.S. agencies and allied governments secretly entered infected corporate networks and disconnected routers and firewalls from the Russian military hack. We don't know yet what kind of attack the botnet's creators had in mind. German intelligence says it intercepted radio traffic of Russian
1: soldiers discussing how they shot civilians in Ukraine. That's according to German magazine Der Spiegel. One of the recordings includes a Russian soldier describing how he shot someone off their bicycle. It's unclear what day or in what part of Ukraine the conversations took place, but the New York Times on Wednesday published drone footage of Russian troops killing a cyclist in Bucha.
0: A federal judge has found a New Mexico man who participated in the January 6th insurrection not guilty of trespassing and disorderly conduct. Matthew Martin testified that he had never been to the Capitol before, so he didn't know protesters weren't allowed to enter the building. In fact, he said it was just, quote, a magical day in many ways. His case marks the Justice Department's first defeat in prosecuting January 6th rioters. And with more than 380 other people charged with similar misdemeanors, it could encourage others to take a similar stance of ignorance.
1: The Postal Service has been saved. No, not the band. They broke up almost a decade ago, and there's no putting that genie back in the bottle. I'm talking about the U.S. Postal Service, which has seen widespread complaints about mail delays and was predicted to run out of money in the next two years. President Biden signed a bipartisan bill into law on Wednesday, overhauling the U.S. Postal Service, securing its finances, and ensuring six days a week mail delivery is here to stay.
0: Coming up, we look at whether members of Congress should be allowed to trade individual stocks. Plus, we play two headlines and a lie. Webex
1: is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com/hybridwork.
0: Former President Trump says he hated seeing the January 6th riots. But he thought Nancy Pelosi or the D.C. mayor would be the ones responsible for stopping it. That's part of an exclusive interview the former president gave to The Washington Post. He also says he regrets not walking with his supporters to the Capitol that day. Other nuggets. He didn't destroy any call logs from that afternoon despite a seven-hour gap in the White House logs for that day. And he refused to say if he'll testify before the January 6th committee.
1: Lawmakers from both sides of the aisle introduced new legislation Wednesday to create a no-fly list for unruly passengers as violence on airplanes has taken off. Sorry for the pun. Or am I? Individual airplanes have their own list of people who are banned from going on their flights, but that simply means they can just choose a different airline to fly. The Protection from Abusive Passengers Act would put people convicted of assaulting crew members on a list maintained by the TSA.
0: President Biden might support the growing union efforts at Amazon. During a union conference Wednesday, Biden leaned into the mic to celebrate the Amazon workers who voted to unionize in New York City last week. And then he said this. By the way, Amazon, here we come. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki later said Biden was merely voicing his longtime support of workers' rights and that he has no plans to get the government involved in unionizing efforts.
1: Closing arguments have begun in a bankruptcy trial that will determine how the Boy Scouts will settle tens of thousands of sexual abuse claims. If a judge approves the process, the Boy Scouts would create a fund worth more than $2.5 billion, which would help the org make payments to as many as 80,000 men who say they were sexually abused by troop leaders.
0: The movie Selena is back out in select theaters starting today. This celebrates 25 years since the iconic film's release. It stars J-Lo in her breakout role as Tejano singer Selena Quintanilla, who was murdered at the height of her fame. Some theaters are holding movie parties with singalongs, alongs so uh, check your local listing. Now it's that time of the week for us to lie to you. We're going to play a game called Two Headlines and a Lie. Our friends over at Morning Brew, the daily newsletter, do this game every Thursday.
1: So Alan Haberchak from Morning Brew will be playing with us again this week. Alan, can you remind our listeners how the game works? So I'm going to
3: read you three news headlines. All of them are going to seem like they're real, but one is faker than fat-free ranch dressing. (laughs) And Dave and Rebecca, you're both going to guess which of the three is the odd one out, which one you think is the fake headline.
0: A reminder that, Dave, last week I guessed right and you guessed wrong. So uh, right (laughs) now I am in the lead, um, just in case anyone is keeping score. Game on. Let's do it.
3: All right. So here's the first headline. Headline A. These buzzed monkeys could help explain why we love drinking. Headline B. Scientist who genetically modified human babies released from prison. And headline C, got an extra KN95? MoMA is collecting used masks for a new COVID exhibit.
0: Ew, that's so gross.
1: <laughs> so what do you think? Which of those headlines is the lie? All right, here, here's my thoughts. The genetically modified babies in B, th- like that to me seems plausible because genetically modified babies sound awesome. Like super babies? <laughs> like release no. that guy from prison ASAP. Like, we need that guy to be making super babies oh, more. No. And yeah, but we don't need drunk monkeys to tell us why alcohol is awesome. It's because, like we could just t- just try a sip and you'll know yourself. We don't need animals to tell us. So my guess is A. I'm going to say that A, buzzed monkeys is the fake headline.
0: I'm going to go with C just on principle. I refuse to live in a world where that is a real thing. So I'm going to go with C, the masks is the fake headline.
3: So both of you, final answer, Dave thinks that the Buzzed Monkeys is fake. Yep. Rebecca thinks that the can 95 is faked. And mm-hmm. the lie is, Rebecca is correct. That is not a real
0: Come thing.
1: Come on. I quit. <laughs> I quit.
0: I really didn't oh, know if that was del- fake or not, but it grossed me no. out. No. I'm the best at this game. I'm so happy. <laughs>
3: Slightly more background. So the findings from a recent scientific study support something called the drunken monkey hypothesis. I love the name, which basically says that humans love of alcohol actually started with monkeys eating fermented fruit. But these oh. monkeys aren't jumping around deliberately making bathtub gin. They've just gravitated <laughs> towards alcoholic fruit because it's higher in calories. And thus, it's more filling. It helps them evolutionarily. And then genetically modified babies are not, in fact, super babies, Dave. Oh, come on. So you <laughs> really missed. This is a scientist in China who, a couple years ago, went against the global community and just, like did some genetic modification on embryos and then implanted them in a surrogate mom and the babies were born. He was then put into prison because not a thing that you're allowed to do, genetically modify human embryos and then actually have them come to term. So none of the embryos were able to shoot lasers out of their eyes is what you're telling me. Sadly, no no laser-eyed babies. Next time. Next time, China. And then, of course, we made up the one about MoMA collecting your dirty old masks, but it's 100% something that MoMA would do.
0: <laughs> Alan... Thank you so much, as always.
3: Uh, My pleasure, every time.
0: And be sure to subscribe to Morning Brew and listen to the refresh from Insider again next Thursday for another two headlines and a lie.
1: Hey, here's a question for you. Do you think Congress members should be allowed to trade individual stocks? Now, what if we told you that by the nature of their jobs, they sometimes have access to information the public doesn't, and they can use it to get ahead in the stock market? Whether or not they should be allowed to trade stocks in the first place is a hot topic in Congress right now. There's even a hearing happening today to discuss it, and it was sparked in part by Insider's own investigation into congressional conflicts of interest. Insider reporters Dave Leventhal and Kimberly Leonard are here to talk about why Congress is considering banning members from trading individual
4: stocks. We just reported this week that Earl Blumenauer, a Democratic Congressman from Oregon, he bought 31 different stocks on the day that Russia invaded Ukraine, including in defense contractor Raytheon. His office said this was all a big mistake and miscommunication with his financial advisor, but nevertheless, it happened.
2: And then we found instances in which certain members of Congress claim to be uh, strong on particular issues, whether it be the climate crisis, anti-smoking legislation, but yet invest in the very companies such as fossil fuel companies and big tobacco that are causing these problems in the first place.
1: And I find it interesting that this
4: issue has bipartisan support. Why do you think that is? This is a bipartisan phenomenon uh, because both sides have been screwing up so badly in a major profound kind of way. And when you have members of the Republican Party and the Democratic Party basically blowing through deadlines for when they are supposed to disclose their stocks and buying stocks that conflict potentially with their public duties as a senator or as a U.S. House representative, then sometimes you're going to get bipartisan calls for a different kind of system. You have people like Elizabeth Warren and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez on the left, and then on the right, Donald Trump and Kevin McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, both kind of saying the same thing that, wait, 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 this is wrong. We should be able to do something different than this. So it seems like there's obviously
1: some kind of moral aspect to this entire debate. But to take a step back, why do you think we should care like you and I should care about what sorts of stocks Congress members are trading?
2: Well, I think a lot of this issue really comes down to why we as voters send uh, members to work in Congress, why we vote them into office. A lot of voters feel that it should be, you know, to advance the interests of their constituents and not to pad their pocketbooks.
4: People who are not tuned in to the internal machinations of Capitol Hill, they all thought that this was illegal, that members of Congress were not allowed to trade stocks or buy and sell stocks. So they were, in a way, finding out for the first time that not only was this practice causing all this trouble, but that this practice was perfectly permissible in the first place. And in a way that kind of stoked their outrage even more, it really created sort of an outrage machine that went beyond just a single news cycle.
1: So what what do you actually expect to come of the hearing? Do you expect anything to come from the hearing?
2: I think one of the biggest questions right off the bat is going to be how serious are they about the possibility of creating a stock trading ban? You know, should they just do away with this altogether? Have, has Congress shown that it can't follow the rules on stock trading and therefore should it not be allowed to trade at all? But the announcement about the hearing was more geared toward... Maybe we should have more transparency. Maybe the penalties could be a little bit higher. Maybe we could do better with training. So there are ways that they could reform the Stock Act without changing the rules so much, but just sort of chipping away at the edges.
1: Well, we'll see what happens during this hearing, but just know that you two are partially to thank for this. <laughs> so David Kimberly, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you. Dave Leventhal and Kimberly Leonard both write about politics and policy for Insider.